0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Hello everyone, Shep Hyken here. We are back for another episode of Amazing Business Radio. I'm very excited today because we have Mary Drummond in the house. Mary is the Chief Marketing Officer at Worthix, Editor of the Science behind decisions blog and the host of voices of CX podcast CX as in customer experience and she's interviewed some of the most influential customer experience leaders and thought leaders practitioners academia you know professoral types in the world so uh, we're gonna be talking all about customer experience and just last week she sent me an article that she'd written it was just published uh, just a few days ago. And I actually, and Mary, I don't know if you know this, I included you in my top five articles for the week. This I saw week.
0: that. Thank you. I saw that, yes.
1: So <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about this article to kick things off because I think it's great. But Mary, welcome to Amazing Business Radio.
0: Thank you, Chef. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Oh, we're going to have some fun. Last time we were together, we had fun. We were in San Diego, social media marketing world. Yep. Uh, we hung out, had a great dinner at some fancy- I don't know what you'd call that restaurant. There was Thai Japanese food, fusion? Asian food. There was uh, sushi. There was steaks. There was hamburgers. There was fusion. <laughs> I think that's what you said, fusion.
0: Fusion. I'm fusion guessing.
1: food, and the most bizarre bottle of wine I've ever seen. It was great. Yeah, it was. A, it had like a gold. Uh, I don't know what you call. I I think the bottle was far more impressive than the wine.
0: It was like almost copper, wasn't it? Yeah, like I, the, the yeah, it was,
1: yeah I think the, the bottle weighed like, I don't know, 10 pounds. So yeah. Anyway, well, here we are. <laughs> Let's talk about this article. And and here it is. Well, first, you know what? Before we get into that, tell hmm. us about Worthix. We've got to know about that. And then we'll get into this article.
0: Worthix is cool. I'm super duper biased because, you know, I work here and everything. And I, there's a reason I work here. I, I love the product. I think it's freaking amazing. Um but the thing about worthix is that what it tries to do and it, it, this might explain a lot about the the article and the reason i wrote the article once we get into it but worthix tries to see a little bit beyond what most uh, customer experience metrics tend to look at which is you know recommendation potential and satisfaction so what worthix tries to do is that it tries to understand the customer's decision and understand not only why the customer decided to choose you or your competition but also what motivated that decision, what's the strongest aspect of, you know, of their behavior or their perceptions that made them choose you or not. Mm. So th- that's what we try to focus on. We understand the importance of satisfaction and measuring that. We understand how, how, um, how vital it can be to understand the recommendation potential that your clients give you or not. But we do believe that a lot of these metrics and customer experience surveys are overlooking some of the most important insight that's out there. So that's what Worthix sets out to do, to try to understand or study the part of customer behavior that most metrics out there tend to overlook, which is the decision.
1: Wow. So I just this morning opened up an article that was sent to me over the weekend by a company called, and I've never heard of this company, Augment. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of I've augment heard of and, and, and I went to look up augment and I should have probably just gone to the bottom of the report to get the uh, URL because augment augmented reality mm-hmm. so augment as an AI company that really looks to the motivation behind why customers leave and it came up with five uh the, and number five is an inconsistent message like you know uh, you see an advertisement then you talk to somebody and it's it 's not right or perhaps uh, you get an inconsistent message from one rep to the other. I remember one of my favorite <laughs> examples of bad customer services. I'm not gonna tell you the name of the company, but I was calling about uh, their monthly subscription and I said, I wanna see about getting a different version of this. And, and my assistant came back and I said, that just can't be right. Call back, talk to somebody else. And we got a completely different answer. And mm-hmm. then I said, just for fun, call back and see if somebody gives us one of the same two answers, then we'll know which answer is right. We mm-hmm. get a third answer. Yeah, really different. And yeah. so she goes, what do you think? I said, well, let's take the one that's least expensive. But what happens if that's a mistake? I said, we got three phone calls on record they can go look at. It's not a mistake. And uh, I said, so let's just choose the one we like the best. But uh, bad promotion, uh, a lack of a warranty or, or like fine print and a warranty, unhelpful service. Uh, was number two, and finally number one uh, whoop I got went jumped back to number five, but number one was respecting a customer 's time. if you don't respect the customer 's time that 's the number one reason they would leave you even more than poor service, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me. I think maybe uh, i'd love to see the actual numbers and see how closely related they are because I right. think any given day that could flip anyway, back to your article. The mm-hmm. article is titled, Bad Experiences Aren't Always the Problem for Companies. And mm-hmm. you reference the HBR article, that's Harvard Business Review. We love mentioning Harvard Business Review because it makes us seem so much smarter than we actually so are. So much. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I got to say through Harvard business. Okay. No, but I think they-, they It have is some, my
0: favorite source. Honestly, it is my favorite source. It is an
1: amazing source and, and just a great, great magazine. Anyway, they- had an article in there that talked about how sometimes providing poor service is actually more profitable than giving great service. Mm-hmm. I've got an argument for that, mm-hmm. as you can only imagine. Yes. Let's talk about this article. Go for it.
0: The motivation, and, and I'll tell you because this person, we have this person in common, Dan Gingus is a good friend. Yeah, of
1: Dan's ours. our good buddy.
0: And Dan, on his uh, column on Forbes, he wrote about Ryanair. About how Ryanair had been elected the worst airline in the world for the sixth consecutive year. And
1: something to be proud of consistency.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I I read that article and I was like, wait, six years in a row, but they're still not only are they still in business, they're still making heaps of cash. Like these guys are rolling in cash. And when I started studying it, I, I realized that Virgin Air which is Virgin Airlines, Virgin Airways, yep,
1: yep. Virgin. Okay. Originally Virgin uh, started Virgin by Sir Richard yeah. Branson.
0: Sir Richard Branson's Virgin Atlantic, which is amazing. I mean, Virgin has this history of being customer-centric in everything they do. Richard Branson is one of my all-time heroes when it comes to business because of the way he looks at the customer and the way that he positions his business around the customer. But last year, they actually closed at a loss. And I was like, wait, stop, stop. So the worst airline in the world for the six consecutive years doing just fine, thank you, whilst other ones that put a lot of focus and effort into delivering a great experience are actually kind of having an issue or a problem with their numbers. What is going on? And and that's when I found that article in HBR, and and I realized that this seems to actually be a tendency where companies that either don't give their customers decent service over the phone, which is something that you uh, work a lot with, which is customer service. So customers that provide funky service over the phone or even the in-house experience while taking part of, of that brand or, or purchasing a product from that brand, they're still successful. And, and somehow at the end of the day, when it comes to the bottom line, like the final tally, it's they still make money. And their customers still don't leave.
1: Well, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. They had a demographic that is willing to put up with that for yes. a low price, and yes. they're a low price carrier. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and 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 by the way, I mean that does that is just a model. Okay, mm-hmm. it's amazing that you go to Walmart and you can see all the fancy cars parked in front of a Walmart because everybody mm-hmm. wants a deal, but Walmart still gives not overly helpful service, not, they don't have, it's not like going to Nordstrom where there's a person like every 20 feet, and that's an exaggeration, but sure. you know what I'm saying, there's a lot of people there to help you, but when you finally do find somebody to help you at a Walmart, they're very friendly, and mm-hmm. by the way, if they were overstaffed, there's a pretty good chance somebody in Walmart headquarters would, would call the manager and say, hey, you need to cut some people, This's not our DNA, that's not what we do, that's not our right. plan, so, you know, you look at Ryanair and I believe you get what you pay for. Yes. Willing to get it. You know what? Hey, when I fly Frontier Airlines, which by the way, once in a while I do because it's the most convenient route mm-hmm. to take and I've got a flight coming up and I realize, wow, this is only costing me $100. But yes. guess what? I'm not going to complain that I'm not getting food. I'm not going to complain with their system. As long as they get me there on time and safely. Yes. You know, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to put up with that much lower level of service where I have to pay for everything. I want to bring uh, not just my briefcase. I want to bring my carry-on. They're going to charge me, I believe it's like $35, $40 yeah. for that. Yeah. Hey, I'm putting up with it because it's just going to be easier. But I know what I'm getting into.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but that's exactly my point, Shep. And that was the point that I was trying to make with that article is that depending on your business model, depending on the segment, depending on the demographic that you're aiming for, the most important thing for them isn't the good experience. It's either time, like you said, or money. Yep. Or, you know, there are some companies that focus very strongly on delivering a wonderful in-house experience, and that's what makes it worth it because they're aiming at this demographic that requires that type of, you know, um, catering, let's say. But other ones, like some of the ones you just mentioned now that, really don't and they're kind of actually they stand by the fact that they're not delivering that experience because their price point is what actually matters so they're telling you to your face look we're not giving you a tv screen on each individual seat because you paid so little
1: right and And that's
0: okay because you were looking for price
1: right right i think that probably i've seen i've seen marketing and advertising say if you want to pay more and get this, go ahead. But if this is okay, I mean, I, I, there's so many. We can talk about the airlines sure. because the airlines are easy to pick on because mm-hmm. everybody flies. And we know here in the U.S., Southwest Airlines is amazing. They're not necessarily the low price provider anymore. Although when you say, okay, if I don't really care where I sit, I'm not going to pay the extra $25 uh, round right. trip to right. lock in my seat. Assign or not seat assignment, but lock in a low number, the A group, if you will, that gets to board quickly. You're not going to get your seat. Uh, You know, you won't get a meal, although it's going to be interesting. They're now flying to Hawaii. I think they got to give you something. If you're going to go all the way to Hawaii, there's got to be something (laughs) to eat on the plane, (laughs)
0: right? (laughs) Right. But check this out if you are even a little bit less price sensitive, you'll probably pay for all these things. So yep. if money isn't an issue for you, but you still have to fly that airline for whichever reason, maybe they're the the, the convenient route at the right time, you will pay for every single bit of upgrade you can. You'll buy the right. the, the, the earphones, you'll pay for the extra snack, you'll do everything because you're not price sensitive,
1: right? Right, 100%. So, and that's the and point. That, and I, that,
0: was, that was it. That, yeah. that was the, the purpose of the article.
1: You've got to know your lane. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It, and and I, I remember, and I've talked about this before on the show. Um, years ago, I sat in a presentation with an executive of Southwest Airlines. And by the way, I love Southwest. I've worked with Southwest. I just was down in their headquarters in March and did another presentation. And I love listening to their VP of customer experience. And I just love what they do. Okay. They are very clear. If you want a first class seat at the front of the plane and you want a meal, we're probably not the right airline for you. And we're really right. sorry, but we still love you. It's just go right. get what you want. You know. Sure. And I think it's when you're so clear about it, it, it just makes it easy for uh, the company to make a good decision that stays in their lane. And it's easy to tell the customer, this is who we are. We're not trying to be something else and and it's in many companies have a hard time walking away hey let's take a quick break when we come back i want to wrap up a conversation on all of this and then i want to talk about how change is affecting the experience economy which is what we're in right now and uh, we've got so much you and i could talk for yeah. hours but we're mm-hmm. not we may just have to have <laughs> you come back all right everybody we're talking to mary drummond at worthix don't go away this is amazing business radio coming right back in just a moment Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're gonna love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating. And we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more. So the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home.
0: This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: We're back, ladies and gentlemen, on Amazing Business Radio. Mary, I, I love the whole concept. You know, if you're going to decide you want to play in the low price lane, give them the lowest price and don't make any bones about it. Make it real clear what they're getting, why they're getting it. Hey, there's, there's a great uh, car dealership here in town, Johnny Landoff Chevrolet. And for years they've been saying, we own our own building and a lot, and that means we don't have to pay rent anymore. We've had it for like 60 years you're going to save money just because we don't have to to spend that. And they position themselves as most car dealers try to do as the lowest price. Now Ryanair, you know, there's obviously you can go into a city and there's dozens and dozens if not hundreds of car dealerships. When it comes to airlines, there's a dozen, two dozen, whatever. Sure. And it's really easy to know who the the big ones are, who the small ones are, who the low price carriers are. So I think Ryanair You can argue with it, but I think they're doing a good thing. They're doing good by their customers. If they're getting Their their
0: numbers prove it.
1: Yeah, their numbers prove it, yeah. So, you know, hey, maybe you don't have to give the best customer experience, but if you wanna provide value and you wanna charge a little bit more and you don't want price to be sensitive to the customer, you have to deliver the experience. Let's jump into it. The speed of change in today's world, digital world, social world, Everything's happening so fast. How is it impacting the customer experience?
0: Well, I think that that's a super important thing to bring up, especially because, you know, nowadays people tend to look at these big names like Amazon and Apple. And, you know, there are a couple other ex- other examples out there that people just love using as references of best practice in the market. And like, oh, my God, they're so amazing. Can they ever be disrupted? I saw an article that came out today asking the question or posing the question, can Amazon ever be disrupted? Do you
1: know who wrote that article? Who? Me. There you go. You didn't know it ah, was me? <laughs> it no. was on Forbes, came out. Uh... Well, look at that. You see, need to so look at who the author perfect was. Question.
0: This is the perfect question. <laughs> I believe, Shep, that Amazon can be disrupted. I believe I that too. any company can be disrupted mm-hmm. because no one is immune or everyone is subject to the speed of change. And we never know what is all of a sudden gonna become the new Amazon we see it happening with Apple as we speak, where Apple is becoming disrupted somehow. Analysts see it, specialists see it, the market sees it, the consumers see it. I'm an Apple person, I say this on all my podcasts, so for people who listen to my podcast, they know I'm an Apple freak. But even I am having to confront the reality that the days of Apple glory might kind of be at that crest and might soon be coming down. Well, so,
1: competition is catching up. I mean, you can get some pretty darn fine phones that yeah. you can eat. And if you're willing to go through the friction of learning the new system, getting all your information over, I'm not saying it's a good phone, better or worse. Uh, I mean, it is a good phone. I'm just saying better or worse, but... I mean, that's a choice, and uh, but there the market- you go.
0: We're back to something being worth it or not, right? Mm-hmm. We're back to that bad experience versus you know what's going to make that bad experience worth it. Maybe the price point, maybe the quality, maybe social proof. Maybe you know, all of your friends and family are now going to move up into some new platform, and and it's going to be like it was a couple years ago when we were all on BBM because we all had our Blackberries, and all of a sudden. VBM was a ghost town and nobody else was there because everyone had migrated to, to Apple phones.
1: I know. Right. I just listened to the, uh, uh, interview with the BlackBerry Rim CEO about, uh, his, you know, how he's, he wasn't fearing the competition and, you know, what are they going to do? And it's like, that was that was de facto the only one to get was that blackberry that was the one they have right. so your article and we're back to your article again see how we jumped from <laughs> we have to go back to this because you said is it worth it and you have this uh, section called the decision and mm-hmm. it's like you know drop a $1000 on a new phone the iphone mm-hmm. you know and so here's a decision now, I know it's an exaggeration, your entire month's salary, but it's but $1,000 for a phone that if you sign up with a carrier, they'll give you a phone for free, but you say entire month's salary versus owning the most amazing phone in the universe. You know, eat another row from the chocolate bar. I know it's just what you mean by that is like Hershey's mm-hmm. chocolate bars are divided into these little you know, like three across and four down, it's like, Uh oh, so the question is, do I want to satisfy that sweet tooth or do I want to get fat? Right? Well, just look at me. I won't tell you which one it is, but (laughs) love chocolate. I love to wake up on time. So you're tired all day or you show up to work and you still have a job, your choice. (laughs) Yeah. So that's
0: exactly right. Everybody we has constantly it. do that. We do that with everything. And that's what I was trying to say. Our, our entire lives are motivated by cost benefit or pleasure pain, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's how we as humans make decisions. We weigh out what's going to give us the most pleasure with the least amount of pain. And, and, and then we decide on whatever that is. So if we're trying to lose weight and we're like, okay, I've got this goal to lose weight. Is it worth it to eat that chocolate? It depends on how much pain it's going to cause you to not eat that chocolate versus how much satisfaction you're going to get out of eating it.
1: Yeah. right. Yeah,
0: you Weigh that out in your mind and you make a decision. Now, when it comes to purchase decisions, like I wrote in the article, we were maybe not looking at if we're going to get fat or not, or whether we're going to have a grumpy day at work. We're looking at how much we're actually going to have to take out of our pockets or how much time and effort we're going to spend in that purchase. So those seem to be kind of the elements that influence it the most, right? The exchange there. What do I have to give in order to, to reap those benefits? When it comes to purchasing, most of the time, it's either price or time. Those are the things that we have to give up. And what are the, what are the benefits that we're going to reap? What are we going to receive in return? Quality? Good
1: well, price? So here's, here's the old person. story you got a choice of three things. You can have a low price, you can have high quality, you can get it delivered fast. You get to choose two out of three. Mm -hmm. No longer today. Now, some companies have made that still their value proposition And like Ryanair. Hey, we're going to get you there safely. I think they've got a good safety record. I don't Mm -hmm. think there's anything there. Uh, They're going to get you there on time. I I don't know about the on-time performance. I haven't looked at it, but I will bet it's not all that bad. And, uh, but, but you're not going to get, you know, we can give you a list of what you're not going to get. And that, so you get your choice, you know, you get the two right. out of the three.
0: You won't get comfort. You yeah. won't get food.
1: Right. You might, you know, it depends how big you are. You can, if you're very small, you might get comfort, you know, but, <laughs> um, so, but here's, here's the point. I think we're all, we're all, you and I are on the same wavelength. I think everybody listening gets it. You know, Amazon came along and they offered you a good price. They offered you amazing service, even though it was self-service. That Mm -hmm. is the choice. And people don't realize that one of the big differentiators is you don't get to talk to someone at Amazon about the purchase you're making. You put a Zappos owned by Amazon and you can look and you can compare prices of shoes on a Zappos website to another website. Guess what? Zappos might be higher. And Mm -hmm. Tony Shea said, we're not trying to be the low cost provider. We're trying to be the best value. And that value comes from the experience and the service. So, uh, but- Amazon's done a really incredible thing. People forget self-service, not, you know, you can't call them up and ask about the item because of that. They reduce the price, but now they're not even the lowest price anymore. No. They'll tell you, Hey, there's an even lower price. If you go here and they let you They'll click tell right on to-
0: themselves, right. They'll be like, Hey, you can buy this from us or from this other guy here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, look at the ratings on this other guy here. Yeah. Sometimes they're great. And sometimes they're not. Well, that makes the the option easy at that point. That's how confident they are. And I don't know, uh, everybody listening, if you can create, uh, you know, is Amazon going to be disrupted? The article that you read that Mm -hmm. I wrote so proudly. Uh, (laughs) I can't believe you brought that up. (laughs) That's the
0: greatest joy. Come on.
1: It is. It is. It's Like
0: Casually bringing up the article you wrote without even knowing that you were the one that wrote it.
1: I love it. Well, thank you. Anyway, (laughs) but but the point is, you know, they're innovating all the time, um, and they're they're comfortable where they are, and can they be disrupted? There are places that they will get disrupted, but Mm -hmm. I love that they're expanding into other areas, and are they going to be disruptive, or are they just going to be competitive in those other areas? Uh, But they do this to I think uh, grow their customer base because if they can provide enough value and they can charge enough money for that membership people are going to want to stay with Amazon just to get the value out of their membership absolutely so anyway we're jumping around let's take another quick break we come back lots more to talk about with Mary Drummond don't go away this is amazing business radio you already knew that we're coming right back I promise Good customer service is now an expectation. Don't provide it and you'll be disrupted by a competitor who does. So, what can you do to stand out? Well, that's the focus of my latest book, The Convenience Revolution, how to create a customer service experience that disrupts the competition and creates fierce loyalty. The goal is to reduce friction and be convenient for your customers. So, if you're ready to take your customer service to the next level and disrupt your competitors, well, this is the book for you. To order the book, go to www.beconvenient.com. That's beconvenient.com. It's time for you to join the revolution, the convenience revolution.
0: This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: We are back talking with Mary Drummond. I love what you, th- you know, and part of what I love about talking to you is, number one, I think we believe a lot of the same things but I I like your little spunkiness. You're, you're, you're willing to, to to bring up some of the crap that some of us won't talk about.
0: This is so. true. This is true. <laughs> but I'm also I gotta say I'm in a lucky position because you know I I work for an organization that that gives me empowers me to to speak my mind and to be open and transparent about the things that I believe in. Um. So my organization backs me up. But not everyone's in that position. Yeah. You know there there are a couple people who 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 really Cannot say certain things that I get to say. I may or may not get into trouble. I may or not may not have already gotten into trouble a couple of times, but still here. So,
1: <laughs> all right. Give me an example of something that got you into a little trouble.
0: Oh, the opinionated
1: I'm... <laughs> Mary Drummond here she is.
0: Well, look. You know, you talk about Southwest and how you 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 really you know you use them and you love them all the time. So for me, it's Delta. I live in Atlanta and I use Delta all the time, and I am yeah. a Delta fan. Mm-hmm. I really am. Um, I, I believe in what they do. Um, nine out of 10 times I'll choose Delta. I will only not choose Delta if they're not flying to the city I'm going.
1: Right. I'm kind of that way with American Airlines too. And I fly fly Southwest sometimes just because it's more convenient, but I like, I like the experience. I love the experience when I'm on a family vacation, I don't have to work, Mm -hmm. you know, my whole row is my family.
0: Right. That's, it's that's wonderful.
1: It doesn't really yeah. matter. And, and, I mean, I know the caboose of the smallest train, as long as I'm <laughs> with my wife and kids, I really don't care.
0: <laughs> I know. Right. Um, and, and that's the thing, like, so in, in my case, I'm a very loyal Delta customer, but, um, on one occasion, I did call out Delta on something that they did. And ultimately, um, you know, people weren't too happy about that. But so, you know, if, if you people, are listening to this podcast love delta just didn't like that one experience i'll tell you what it is it happens it. by the
1: way i'm the same way you know i yeah. always jokingly say i won't tell you the name of the airlines their initials <laughs> aa and that's for anonymous airlines or american airlines no but, right. but you no know, i i think that you know you're right nine out of ten times they nail it they're perfect yeah. and, I, and they have that whole saying uh american says because because great is what we're going for right somebody's not acting that way i go have you seen the video that was on here just a few minutes ago the flight attendants says, what are you talking about the video the one that says great is what we're going for mm-hmm. and i i managed to irritate a few of those flight attendants isn't
0: over. it irri- isn't it interesting like how um aa anonymous airlines has never provided me with a good experience like never and i know provided people- you No, like, and I know people who who like have a horrible time with Delta, and I have only had good experiences with Delta.
1: I have every once in a while I fly on Delta, um, and I had some international flights, uh, like over to Africa. They're the main carrier between Mm -hmm. the U.S. and like Nigeria. I've had great experiences on there.
0: They're pretty Um, seamless. They're pretty seamless. I I mean, I had uh, the CEO of Delta like come in the plane and shake everyone's hand. You know, that's pretty cool.
1: He is cool. He is cool. Uh, So there was, um, I think the stats and facts say that Delta is the number one of the large carriers. And I think Southwest needs to be grouped into that as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, But they don't fly international. They only fly within the U.S.
1: Yeah, although now they're flying like to Barbados and Cuba, or I think they're in Cuba anyway. They're they're starting to expand into close by, and now they're going to Hawaii. But that's still U.S. But
0: man, <laughs> we forget. But they it might is. as
1: well fly to you know <laughs> London if you're going to fly to Hawaii. You know?
0: Right. <laughs> but let me tell you, Shep, and I'm going to point this out because it, it kind of brings back to what you were saying earlier, which is that I what I try to do in my podcast and my blog, etc., is to help companies do better. So if I feel there is something that's got room for improvement, I'll point it out because companies can do better. And, and lots of times there's something that isn't on their radar or isn't in their priorities because maybe customers aren't bringing it up in the surveys or maybe they're asking the wrong question during the surveys. So they're just never getting an answer on that one super important factor.
1: Yeah. And by the way, surveys are important to you. Before Mm -hmm. we get into the one thing question, which is coming up in just a couple of minutes, let's Mm -hmm. talk about surveys because you believe uh, surveys are still important, but their days are numbered.
0: Well, that's, I, I believe that the way surveys are being done nowadays is about ready for disruption. Um and, and to disrupt? My, well, the thing is, there are a lot of surveys. I think what happens are is that people who designed a lot of these metrics and a lot of the ways to collect surveys were brilliant people with the best intentions in mind. But once something goes really large scale, it's hard to control. And I think that what ends up happening is that a lot of companies end up kind of distorting the way surveys are supposed to be applied or just forgetting the science altogether and forgetting that like marketing research is actually a science that people go to school for and study for a really long time. And there are some important rules that cannot be broken, especially rules regarding bias and a couple other things that will absolutely invalidate a survey. Um, so, you know, it's funny cause here at, a, at the company, we've got like a, a, a Slack group where we send all the surveys that are just crap, you know, and we, There are so many of them. I have so many experiences with really big brands making really bad surveys.
1: Giving me the worst question you've ever seen.
0: It's not so much the question. It was the way the question was posed. So like giving me a scale and then, you know, encouraging me to give a high score because that will be better for the company or even worse when asking me for feedback saying this feedback that you're going to give is going to be posted on a social page And basically, you're going to make or break the company depending on how you answer. Like, (laughs) you're not going to get a like. How am I supposed to answer that? You know, Uh, how am I supposed to? Car
1: dealerships are famous for this,
0: right? So lots of times, it's a company that I feel very close to, that I have a personal relationship with. I don't want to bash you, but I do want you to fix a couple things, and now I can't tell you. Because you're making me feel bad about it. So you'll never know. And then you miss out on the most important thing, which is the voice of the customer. Right. So that's the problem that I think is happening with surveys nowadays. Most surveys that go out are looking to answer the questions that the company wants answered and not the issues that the customer feels strongly or importantly about. So customers are never actually able to tell companies how they truly feel because they're not given the opportunity. The most they get is like an open comment section at the end, which is like, just tell us whatever you want. Just speak your mind. Mm -hmm. Truth is that effort is high. So most customers won't answer that. Yep. Secondly, most companies aren't equipped with the proper technology to actually process those open end results and nothing ever happens. So there is probably nothing worse than asking for a customer's feedback and then doing nothing about it because then people feel like they went through all of this effort and then they just got nothing back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My car dealership, uh, the guy always says, look, we get rated on our ratings, you know, on one to five or one to 10. I can't remember. I stopped taking the survey because I got survey fatigue after the first one and said, "Ah, Mm -hmm. I can't be the same survey the second time, same third, fourth, fifth. But here's the thing. The guy says, if I'm going to give you, Anything less than a ten, would you let me know so I can fix it? Because that's what I, we absolutely want to get a ten on this. And I'm thinking, well, I'm okay with that kind of an attitude. Is that he's going to try to give me a ten to start with? So if he falls short, he wants a chance to fix it. There's probably a better way of saying it than saying it's tied to my ratings. Yeah. Um, but or, or but anyway, tied
0: or tied to my bonus. Or
1: tied to my bonus. Tied to us staying in business. Because, right. You know,
0: exactly. exactly and
1: by the way i love my dealership that's just one aspect that i am frustrated with and unfortunately that's how everybody's
0: doing it that's how the market is doing it why why should he feel like he has to do differently he's probably not a data scientist he probably doesn't understand the impact of simply telling people he's the service
1: he's at the desk the service desk he's definitely not a data scientist but he (laughs) knows how to take care of my car and i love the guy See? <laughs> He's
0: a nice guy. There you go. There you go. There you go. But that's the thing. There he probably gets a million surveys and all the surveys are telling him, you know, oh, please give us your, you know, your best score. Um and 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 that's when you enter that that kind of messy situation where it's not really ethical because you're saying, "Hey, give me ratings." because my company depends on it. And then the executive board in your company is like, hey, if you don't get the ratings, we're not paying you your bonuses. And that's because the shareholder board is also saying, hey, if we're not reaching those numbers then the executives aren't getting their bonuses either. So, but like like the people who, who actually created these methodologies warned the market about tying results to financial compensation. This isn't a mystery. This was addressed. The book that came out with a net promoter score addresses this directly and says, Mm -hmm. do not tie compensation because it will skew the results of your survey. And people don't listen because ultimately um, it's really easy to just slap a number on it and use that number across the board and say, Hey, look, we got a 96 amazing and not actually tackle the true problems that would give you a lower rating. If the entire system is set up to get the best ratings possible and encouraging employees and executives to get the best rates possible, what are we doing? We're just ignoring the problems? Kind right,
1: of. right. Hey, <laughs> and you mentioned Delta Airlines. I mentioned American. Both of them use a short one-question survey. They ask, would you be willing to stay on? Have you heard that one question? I love that. I have.
0: Question. Really? I really I don't. don't.
1: I, think I don't. Back. By the way, Chef, can, we disagree on something. This good, is amazing. I'm glad. The reason I <laughs> like it is because it really grades. It, it, I think it puts the person in the driver's seat. Who uh, I'm talking about the, the agent who is on the phone of willing mm-hmm. to make a decision. Do I want to provide great service or not? And by the way, the question is essentially uh, on your next call. Would you want to talk to the same agent?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, which basically
0: that question is great.
1: Oh, okay. So we do agree that it's a good question. That's what one question, question were you worried or thinking about?
0: The other airline asks, if I owned a company, would I hire that person to work at my call center? Mm. And I I don't think that that's a situation that most of the general public... Right. Can yeah, I don't
1: like the question either. I like what the intent of the question is. Yes, yeah. but the but,
0: wording makes it complicated because yep. I can identify... I don't own that. a
1: company... Right. But if I did, oh, that'd be the right. person I want working for me. Yep. All right. The one thing question. We're a little bit over time, but you're so good. And <laughs> uh, what's the one thing you want this audience to know before we get off the uh, show today? It could be something you want to emphasize that we've talked about or some new nugget of information.
0: Um, I think the message that I want to get cr- across is most importantly, listen to your customers. Listen to what they're telling you because they will tell you about future trends that will lead to disruption. You do not want to be the next business that is disrupted. You don't want to be the next Toys R Us. You don't want to be the next BlackBerry, unfortunately. Um, So listen. Listen to your customers' expectations. Listen to the speed of change of the market and keep up.
1: Hear what they're saying. It's that simple. The Real Deal, Mary Drummond with Worthix. Thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much, Shep. Have a great day.
1: You too. All right, everybody, that is it. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio, another amazing interview, and we're going to have another one next week, so be sure to tune in. Until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.